Hi, everyone. You're listening to Making Account, a podcast that explores everyday financial topics to debunk common money myths. We're your hosts, Christina. And Will. Whether you're just establishing yourself financially, working to break that paycheck to paycheck cycle, or wanting to optimize your savings, we've been there. And done that and still have more to learn. So join us as we interview local financial experts, answer your burning questions, and share our own money experiences on Making Making It Count. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the season one finale of Making It Count. Will, can you believe that we have covered nine different financial topics with 14 different guests in just one season? I cannot believe it. I can't even. (laughs) We have learned so much and I can't wait to recap some of those major lessons we've learned in today's episode. I know, me too. And we have two very extra special guests today with us who are going to help us recall some of our favorite moments from past episodes and even gave us some behind the scenes perspective on recording and producing the show. You know what this reminds me of, Christina? What? This reminds me of the episodes of The Golden Girls. (laughs) Where like once a season, they would sit around and eat cheesecake and be like, remember that time I was on that date? And then it would like skip back to that date. Okay, and which it was like golden the- girl are you? Blanche, you're totally- How dare like- you? <laughs> okay, well, let's get our friends in. All right, So let's we do can it. actually talk to them about agreeing with me that you're Blanche. So today we have one of our favorite reoccurring guests, Valerie Moses, and our very own podcast producer, Lauren Buys, joining us today. We're so excited to have you guys. It's so good to be back. Yes, thanks for having us. Yes, um, I'm Valerie Moses. If I were a golden girl, I would probably be Dorothy. (laughs) And I work in our community engagement and partnerships team at Addition Financial. And I also am the writer behind the On the Plus Side series. Yeah, confession, I've never seen one episode of Golden Girls, so I have no idea who I would be. What do you guys think? I'll Google it later. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Christina, you're Sophia. I'm Sophia. I'll take that. (laughs) I'll take Sophia. I like that. So Lauren is our executive producer of the podcast, and this cannot be done without her. So tell us about yourself. She's behind the mic this time. I know. I'm so nervous. It's so weird to be on this side. I feel like I'm looking at you guys from just a different point of view. Usually I'm on the other side of the room, not behind the mic. So this is weird. Hopefully I don't mess up too much because that just means more work for me when we actually get out of the studio. (laughs) But um, seriously, I'm so excited to be a part of this episode. And hopefully I can share some of those interesting behind the scenes, you know, moments with our listeners. Um, And surprise, I have a very special segment lined up for both of you at the end of the episode that I'm calling Who Said That? And it's where I'm going to test your memory of some funny quotes from past episodes. Well, I'm totally going to win. We should. We don't even have like, I'm going to (laughs) win. You'll finally get your A plus, Christina. (laughs) And I want an A plus before the end of this episode. She's so confident that she's going to win. Let's see what happens. All right. (laughs) All right. So if you all don't mind, I'd like to throw it back to our very first episode where we cover retirement strategies for people under the age of 40. One of my biggest takeaways was learning how much is actually needed for comfortable for a comfortable retirement and how much compounding interest plays into savings. So let's hear what Rob and John had to say. I think the most surprise that I see or the, the question that comes up the most obviously is always how much do I need or what do I need to put away? 
Um, when I when we explain what Rob just told in the story with you know putting that two thousand dollars away in an IRA for ten years from age twenty one to, to thirty one, leaving it alone until you're sixty five, what it can be. The answers I usually get for that is oh it's a hundred thousand or it's one hundred and fifty thousand. They don't realize a million dollars. I mean that that's something that gets somebody's attention. Even more so back in the day. Today, shoot, a million dollars isn't that much. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, I think what it really comes down to is like Michael said, he's he's getting focused on what his goal is and he set that plan for himself and he's staying to it. It's like anything. It's just like, you know, we talk about, you know, coming up with our New Year's resolutions. Um, saving should be something that's probably even easier than losing weight or changing a style or something like that. That might be a good thing to jump on. So this was our third recording session together. We actually recorded what are called bumpers, the intro, outro, and ad breaks in our first, our very first session. Uh, then we had a two episode recording session that we ended up not being able to use um, those recordings. So this was our third one and we actually recorded two in one. Um, and it was right before the pandemic really impacted the stock market. Uh, so we recorded both this one and the over 40 episode, but we weren't able to release the sequel until recently since the advice wasn't as relevant in light of the bear market at the time, um, which is why we did what every producer loves, and that's sarcasm there, <laughs> threw out our planned topic schedule to make them more relevant to what was happening in the world. So for the next episode, we brought Rob and John back to talk about what was happening in the stock market and how it was impacting people. Before we go into that, I have to say that Will loves the intro for our podcast. Right. <laughs> that and we still have more to learn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Will has like Will Will has come a long way from our very first episode um, recording the intro and the outro mm -hmm. and the bumpers. And I'm so proud of how much you've grown. So, but Aww. I just every time I hear an episode and I hear our intro, I can feel Will like cringing <laughs> so he cannot wait till season two where we get to re-record those intros yeah oh. self-admittedly i admittedly i have been like waiting for the moment that we can re-record <laughs> those bumpers and get some better yes get my new and improved voice in there <laughs> yes. so yeah sneak peek to listeners stay tuned for season two where will re redoes the intro yes <laughs> That was when, like Lauren was saying, when we were recording two episodes at once. So we really only got to show, like, we recently, I got to listen back to that one that was recorded. <laughs> we call it like pre-COVID, post-COVID. <laughs> um, and that one we recorded pre-COVID, but Lauren was right. We kind of like came together and we're like, this just isn't appropriate for the time period. Mm -hmm. So we had to stop and Lauren really like pivoted really quickly and was like, okay, what's important to people now that are mm -hmm. listening? And and at the time it was the stock market mm -hmm. crashing. Mm -hmm. So I was really impressed that we were able, like we had this whole plan for the whole season and suddenly it kind of like, this doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> and we were mm -hmm. able to pivot so quickly. And this was a really great example. And at the time, the big thing was about what is the bear, what is a bear market and how do we, really like navigate that. So mm -hmm. I thought that was, so we brought back Rob and John mm -hmm. and, and this was one of the great tips that they gave us. I mean, the first thing that you want to look to do is, you know, first of all, like I said, is reevaluate, you know, where am I trying to get to? You know, is this money, when, what's my time horizon on this again? You know, is this for retirement that's, you know, 15, 20, 30 years into the future? Um, or was this something that was shorter term? So that that kind of helped frames the the discussion right there in and of itself. 
Um, then you're looking at that and saying, okay, you know, my asset allocation at that time was 80% stock, 20% bond or 50, 50 or whatever it might be. Where, where did it start from? Where are we at now? You know, do we need to make a, a, a change right now? Because again, the whole goal in this whole thing is to buy low and sell high. I always mm -hmm. have to think about that too. Um, <laughs> make sure I say that the right way. But if, if we've gotten a, a significant discrepancy between where, where our initial allocation was supposed to be and where we're at now, then we need, might need to sell some of, of sell some bonds and buy some stocks right now to bring ourselves back into, into, uh, into balance again. Um, you know, so, so you look at that and say, okay, you know, that's, that's the first thing. And then that, that rebalancing, it can be tough. Um, and it's tough for most people to do on their own. Um, that's why there's so many funds out there that will automatically rebalance for you, um, which is, is very nice. Um, working with an advisor, you know, somebody who can help guide you in that direction to say, Hey, I think we need to, this is what we need to, to think about doing right now. Um, but, uh, that, that's really the, the big approach. That's where kind of the first place to start. Like you mentioned, Christina, this episode was really a turning point in the production of season one. We stopped recording two episodes in one session so that we, we could be more reactive to those kind of trending topics and really get a feel for what people were caring about at the time. Um, I know it takes a little bit more flexibility as a producer. I'm the kind of person that likes to plan in advance, so it was a little bit hard, um, hard on me, but the results were definitely well worth it, I think. Um, and another episode that I think really exemplified us going off script in reaction to what was happening in the world and is actually one of my favorites was your debut episode, Valerie, our look on the plus side. That was such a fun episode and such a great experience. Um, you know, on the plus side has been really a topic near and dear to my heart throughout the coronavirus pandemic. Um, you know, all of us, I think, have had to experience different challenges during this time. And so getting to bring some positivity and light to the world um, really is a powerful thing, I think, for getting past those challenges. So that was a really, really fun episode to get to record. Mm -hmm. I think it was a really important episode because I remember at that time we were struggling so hard to come up with topics that we felt were relevant for our listeners and making sure that we were taking into account what their current needs were. And I remember like coming in and like we were like doing the intro to that episode. I remember talking about um, just some friends of mine that had lost their job. And it was just like so, such a hard impact. And it still is such a big impact. But I think it was so important that we had that moment to kind of like focus on the positive and help us feel a little bit better about the state of the world. Well, I've actually been doing something that Hillary suggested in one of the On the Plus Side blogs. Um, so having a gratitude practice and really thinking about, you know, what I'm grateful for in this time where life may look very different from what we're all used to. Um, so writing down three things that I'm grateful for maybe at the end of the day and then taking a look at it the next day and really, um, you know, thinking about those things throughout the day, reminding myself about all of the positive things that are out there because they are. And if we take the time, I think, to notice them. Um, it makes all of the challenges of the day a lot easier to get through. I'm so glad that that was a helpful thing for you. I think that it's really important to remember to practice gratitude. There's overwhelming research that shows that it's physiologically impossible to be anxious while we're practicing grat gratitude. So it is a really effective way to feel better. I personally, if I'm having a really bad day, I turn that three things 
into 10 things and I just keep listing things until it doesn't seem so bad anymore. So that's definitely um, something that I would encourage. And then I would just add, it's really important to unplug when we can. So even if that's just during mealtime with our family um, or, you know, it sounds silly to even have to say this, but when you go into the bathroom to take a shower, don't bring your phone with you. People <laughs> do that. It's the last thing they look at before they hop in the shower, and it's the first thing they look at when they when they get out of the shower. And I think it's really important to unplug. Um, and it's something that is easy to do that I think we all could do more of. So confession here, I still have anxiety thinking about the logistics of this episode because was a hard one. it was so, it was very difficult. Hillary was actually unable to come into our recording studio. Typically our guests sit here with us. Um, so we tried all different options and software and combination of technology to solve, <laughs> oh, <laughs> to solve for having a remote guest. And after all the testing and testing and even more testing, we ended up just putting her on speaker on my phone and putting the phone up to the fourth mic. Problem solved. I remember feeling like such a moron for being like, what if? Yeah. I was like, hear me out. I remember looking at me like, hear me out. We put your phone on speaker. Yeah. And I remember you looked at me, you were like, oh, I don't know. Could we? Let's try. Yeah. You were like, do we dare? Yeah. Could it be that simple? Yeah. After we tried all these complicated things. Software. Yeah, everything. And we I had, had like everyone's phones out. We were on a go-to meeting. We were like going had nuts. Had our earbuds yeah, in. Yeah, like we all had yeah. like one headphone in and then we were trying to figure it out, but it worked. We And I had her on, um, on camera so I could at least see her when she was getting mm-hmm. ready to talk. That one was, I had... From the the clip that we just played, she talked about not taking your your phone into the bathroom Mm -hmm. and because people take it right before they go into the shower and Mm -hmm. right after. And it made me stop. And I do that. Same. From that, I now leave the the phone outside and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't need to know the you know, however long I was in the shower, I don't need, it's okay. You're not like paying attention to my Instagram right before and after. You're like, come on. Those very mirror important. selfies. It's, yes. It's very important. I, I, it is very important. One thing I thought was hilarious was Valerie and her guided PBD meditation. <laughs> I loved that. I He's that amazing. Was- He's a legend. <laughs> I got so much out of that one. And this in the exhaling longer than you're inhaling. And and mm-hmm. I I took away and I know that wasn't like a fine. It was more of a lifestyle uh, episode for us. But I took away so much. And will I have to ask, are you <laughs> still doing couch to 5K? I am. Hey! I, I will fully admit I fell off the horse for a few weeks. OK, things are up and down all the time right now, but I am still on. Good I have for not you. reached my 5K, but I've gotten like very consistent and like, I feel good. I'm not struggling as much. Yeah. Like when I go out there and run, I feel a little bit, it's, it's getting a little bit better That's <laughs> than good. it was at the beginning. <laughs> it's not easy. Speak. And running is not always fun. Do not let people tell you. No, that. running no. is not fun at all. That's a myth. Yeah. No, my <laughs> husband comes out. He's like, oh, I just ran like a short seven miles. I'm oh like, my God. what? Like, get out of here with that. I don't even want to talk to you right what now. What is that like? I'm I know. <laughs> Well, one time you're talking about anxiety about that episode, which was very like and for next season, we're going to also have some people that are remote. So we're going to have to like work on that. <laughs> but um, the one episode, the one Get a louder phone, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one episode I freaked out about was the one Lauren was on vacation and <laughs> she wasn't here. 
And that one was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Like Lauren's chair was empty. And, um, and that one was one, it was the PPP loan. Mm -hmm. And it was one that we were asked to do and we had to put it together in two weeks. We turned that one around really quick. Really fast. I remember calling both of you on the, when I was driving home and I was like, you were, you were in your car. Uh, we need to do this episode. And I remember us all going, we know nothing about, about that this. topic. <laughs> nothing, all. nothing at all. No, I don't think anyone did. Like the news was changing so, con- you know, so constantly that it was hard to say anything without putting in a bunch of disclaimers. Like as of May 30th, this is like what we know. Yeah, that was our only episode with mm-hmm. a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. That was one. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think people and, and my husband included, he's like, well, why, do, why does it take you two weeks? Like, that's such a long time. And I'm like, oh, my God, like oh, people no. honestly think and I know I know, Valerie, you're you're probably about to do your own personal podcast. Like mm-hmm. people have this crazy notion that you just go behind the microphone yep. and then you just talk and then it and then it's magically <laughs> done and put out like two weeks was like lightning, lightning fast. fast. It mm-hmm. takes a village. Yes. It does. It certainly does. And I was on vacation at the time. So props to my team for picking up my slack when I was in the middle of nowhere, Florida, having a pandemic getaway with, with my husband. So I appreciate having team members that could pick that up. But it also, you guys, was our first and only episode with three guests. So that yes. was interesting. Not only two experts, but we had an actual member from Edition Financial, which we've never had live on an episode before. Yeah, I think it was really fascinating to have the outside perspective of an actual member and people who are going through the PPP process, um, the payroll protection program, Mm -hmm. and the fact that they were all so well-educated and still admitting like how much they struggled to understand some Mm -hmm. of the things that were going on because the rules constantly changed thing. It was very, you know, you had to stay on your toes for that one. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I think they were, it was a phenomenal episode and it was something we really needed to put out there to help people. Yeah, the CARES Act has so many intricacies to it that, you know, and things changing all the time that, you know, when I would get questions in the community about it, um, it really is a struggle, even if you're reading, you know, every single day. And so I really found this episode to kind of be that light bulb moment that I needed just to kind of understand a little bit more about the PPP loans and loan forgiveness and how that worked. There, there are limits on 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 the loan amount. Um, typically, um, it's going to be a calculation. Um, by the way, I, I urge um, small businesses to make sure they are leveraging their um, their payroll processing companies and the software and technology that 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 is built into the price they already pay for their payroll processing because it can help calculate what the maximum is. And there's two ways to look at the maximum. There is a per business maximum based on a particular calculation on the look back period that is selected. And then there is also uh, overall maximums. So make sure to, to look at all that. And I guess as we're finishing this, the speed round, I'll say as well that none of this is legal advice for purposes of, of any small business. Um, but I think it is great guidance to give rules of thumb and resources of, of where more information can be obtained. And that's critical, as Eddie was just mentioning. Leverage your payroll company, leverage your banker. Um, I, I've seen... Uh, people receive because this happens so quickly. I, I had folks who received loan amounts that they didn't qualify that it was too much. Okay, because the banks didn't verify certain institutions didn't verify 
any financials, they're like, okay, fine. Here, it looks like you verified for this much. This happened to two clients of mine, and they're probably going to have to pay some money back even before this process begins of applying for loan forgiveness. So there is an, a maximum of the $10 million. It was calculated based on your average monthly payroll. Two and a half times that number was what the typical definition of how much you can qualify to borrow. This episode was a particularly different episode for us because Will and I couldn't really be like, we couldn't really, we had no small business experience. Mm -hmm. So we really couldn't engage as much, but I really felt like the three of them, John, uh, Paul and Eddie were mm -hmm. so great at explaining. Like I actually felt like I left and I understood what it was. I thought that was really interesting. And then something that really, like right after that, again, we were kind of focusing on pandemic, um, pandemic sensitive episodes. Mm -hmm. So that was when a lot of the of those um, scams were happening via email about like, oh, you're getting a stimulus check. So that was our next episode, mm -hmm. which is about with Kevin and um, Brian, all about ID theft and fraud, which really isn't only pandemic focused. It could be like all the time. And it was, I can't believe I'm saying like an ID fraud episode was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Learning about what smurfing and spoofing, no. Smishing and fishing Smishing and fishing. And, fishing <laughs> and all that stuff. Identity yeah. theft is not a joke, Christina. <laughs> Oh, wait, can we use that? Is that copyrighted? <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> no, but I really will say that I did learn a lot. And I learned a lot about my password strategies. Yes, we learned what your password is, which you're going to about to find out. For everyone to hear again what Will's password is. All right, so let's take a listen to what Brian and Kevin had to say. There's a lot of different schools of thought on the password changing. Some recommend changing it all the time. Some recommend making such a hard, long password that no one is ever going to guess it. Mm -hmm. um, one thing you don't ever want to do with a password is write it down. If you can't remember it without writing it down, then you should probably come up with a new system. But how when I have to have 10 characters and so, one has to be a, a number and one has to be a symbol? Personally, I, I like using what we call pass phrases. So, Think of a sentence or something that you love in life. Maybe so it's a hobby. Think of a sentence and then say it out loud. Something. <laughs> you can make that your password. Okay. And if it's a sentence, I mean, that could be 128 character password that's never going to get hacked unless you write it down. Okay. And I guess I could change some of the letters to symbols. So if it says like, I love the beach, I could use... Absolutely. The A is the at sign, or the one is the I. Could Dollar it would signs. that be? Oh, yeah. You could put a numbers at the end, you know, uh, that password. But yeah, the the passphrase is definitely the best way to go. It's a lot easier to remember, and they're more more likely to be longer characters. Um, and it just takes longer for a hacker to use the tools out there to to brute force attack it. Uh, yeah, this was such a fun episode. Christina, like you said, I feel like we finally got into a groove of balancing educational information and kind of authentic personality, I guess is a way to put it. Um, but I remember, Will, you actually cursed in the middle of one of our segments. It was a, Ooh. at best, PG curse word. You say that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I remember I 
stopped and my uh-huh. eyes like I was looking at everyone everyone was yes. looking at me and I looked over at Christina and she had no, no clue, clue. <laughs> like it was like going. nothing happened and I remember looking at you being like what do like, I do we gotta stop <laughs> I was a professional and the show must go on Will <laughs> I, I don't I'm like okay in my in my head I'm like okay we're gonna keep going was that bad? Like I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking myself through the whole thing as I'm talking. I'm like, okay, was that bad enough? Should we stop? Should you were we like, stop you were like ranking all the curse words <laughs> in your mind. You're like, well, how bad is that? Is that- word? Yeah, <laughs> they say that word on the radio. Can't be that bad. Yeah, <laughs> but no, we did have to stop down and um, re-record that. Yeah, so we want to keep yeah, things friendly lot, for families to listen to in the exactly. car. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and like you guys were saying, the fishing, smishing, smurfing discussion makes me laugh every time I listen to it. And believe me, I've listened to each episode like five times <laughs> as the producer. So that's really saying something. <laughs> yeah. As an avid fan and listener of the podcast, I've really enjoyed some of the industry terms that we have. Um, <laughs> banking really is kind of a weird industry when it comes to some of the um, the different animal vocabulary and <laughs> oh my um, from our retirement, about so many yeah. animals, wolfing, ostriching, ostriching. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, racehorse. Yes, yeah. I'm a racehorse. Yeah, blinders on. <laughs> yes, that's me. <laughs> um, it makes me think of the first time homebuyer episode when we talked about the WDOs. Oh, yes. we'll love the WDOs, <laughs> the wood destroying organisms. <laughs> Uh, I that has stuck with me. I've talked to, about it with a lot of people, especially my friends who bought a home. I'm like, well, did you get your home checked for WDOs? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I did learn that I would love to be a home inspector. I would love to walk oh. in people's homes and just be like, okay, that's not new. good enough. We're $10,000 off that. <laughs> no, but it was a super informative episode. Um, and I think our experts did a really great job of breaking down a really complex process. Um, I did make my husband listen to it. Um, and he was like, wow, there's, there's like a lot more to this than I even anticipated. <laughs> so you scared him even yeah, more. I know, it really good job. did like the opposite. No. Now he's like even more like, oh, we're good. We, we, we don't need to buy a Rent home. forever. Aw. <laughs> That was one of the first words I was going to use. You took it right out of my mouth. Be prepared. Be responsive to your your lender, the loan officer that you choose to work with, with your agent. Be prepared for submitting documents when they're needed. And your loan, your loan officer is going to give you an idea what is going to be requested when the time comes. Um, you know, it's a team effort. It's a process. Eric will tell you it is certainly a group effort. And it is a process. It's not a, I'm going to Target, I'm going to open a credit card or, you know, it's a, it is a process. It typically takes 30 days from application or finding that right home to closing, maybe a little bit longer, depending on what you agree upon with the seller, but be prepared, be responsive, um, be prompt in, in getting those things in when they're needed so that everything goes smoothly so that there's no obstacles that, you know, we can't get around. I will say both Kathy and Eric were great guests to have on the show. They were so personable and knowledgeable, just a really great duo. Um, This was the first time we actually had a guest on the show that has their own podcast. Um, Eric produces and stars in Welcome Home, which is a deep dive on all things real estate. And our listeners should definitely check it out, which is why his voice sounded so great. He was so (laughs) helpful. Yeah. The best voice. Yes. And Kathy. Kathy they, did too. Kathy is so steady and yes. like knowledgeable. Yes. And I was just like, I will 
believe whatever Every you tell, you tell me. <laughs> yeah. Anything. They were like a dream team they duo. Were. They played off of each other so well. Mm-hmm. And just so our listeners know, they actually know each other and have done other presentations together. Mm-hmm. And we didn't realize that initially. And when we found out, it was kind of like, woo, mm-hmm. this is great. Yes, all the stars aligned. <laughs> yeah, we bring them out to UCF presentations sometimes to teach the same workshop. And every time I listen to Eric and Kathy together, I just feel this sense of calm. <laughs> Yes, for sure. <laughs> they were she's great. Like, she's like your mortgage mom. Oh, yes. yes. That is the perfect thing. <gasps> she needs Ooh, a brand gonna... and like a website and yes, everything called Mortgage perfect. Mom. That was actually, oh, that was also. Help her make so much money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag sponsor. Yes. <laughs> that was also our longest episode. Yes, it was. Because we always wanted to say when we started this, like, no, 30 minutes. And I remember looking down because I sit at the soundboard. And I remember looking down and like, oh, we're at like 45 minutes. But it was so interesting. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think we're even going to do almost like a part two maybe for mm-hmm. season two because there was just so much information about just home buying in general that you listen to and it doesn't feel like 45 no. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was it was so long that, um, you know, as the producer, I have to transcribe these episodes. So uh, that added a little bit of extra work. But I actually I used this tool for the first time on this episode because it was so long to help me transcribe it. And <laughs> this tool was hilarious because when I slowed it down, um, some of our hosts sounded like they were drinking something under the table. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, they, they, it was really funny, um, how everyone sounded and it probably did not save me any time because I was sitting there laughing so hard. But if you guys don't mind, I would love to share a little sampling (laughs) for our listeners. That like, let that sit there for a little bit, just because you are approved for $400,000 does not mean you have to buy a house is four hundred thousand dollars. But they thought I was approved for it. That happened to me when we bought our first house, which was on top of the bubble. But let me not even get started there. It was back in like oh, that we've hit a trigger. Uh, yes, <laughs> we were making like no money. Like right. we were like out of college and we got approved for like $350,000 house. And we're like, dude, I'm making like $10 an hour. There's no way. Yeah, um, that's totally embarrassing. I can't <laughs> believe like now it's like, oh my gosh, Lauren, you just shared that with the whole like, thanks a lot. <laughs> I think our listeners our, would love to hear it. Gonna hear this. Gonna I know. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking on the job. <laughs> oh man. But that was definitely and I like like you hear in the episode I've bought this is I'm, I'm in my second home and there's still things that I learned from that episode. So I thought that that, that I, sh- I even shared that with a whole bunch of people that are going through the process. So that was a really great one. Another one that I learned a lot about was with Kevin and John. By the way, how many Johns did we have on this show? Count them 3. 3 Johns. 3 Johns. Two, two Kevin, two Kevin, only one Valerie, <laughs> yes. woo, woo. the one and only, <laughs> one of a kind. <laughs> but John and Kevin came in and talked about buying and the steps because you know how much I do not like the negotiating or buying a car because I've had my car for how long, Will? Had it for nine years. Eleven. Eleven. Oh. My first car for nine. I was trying to help you out here. <laughs> my first car for nine. My second the car first, for eleven. But what feature did it have? The feast, yeah. First ever Bluetooth. <laughs> 
It's it's awesome. I say Bluetooth audio, but now everybody has that, so it's not so cool anymore. But oh I really gosh. learned a lot from this episode, and let's see what uh, John and Kevin had to say. Purchasing a vehicle, it's all about preparation and research, and there's a few things that you always want to research, um, like you had said, um, interest rates. You know, look at different credit unions and banks that that you work with, and different manufacturers offering different incentives. Um, it's really important to see, you know, what's out there and be an educated buyer. Uh, aside from interest rates, uh, we talked about the um, the trade-in, making sure you know what your vehicle's worth. And and then on your new vehicle, doing research on if it's a brand new vehicle, what are dealerships selling that vehicle for, what incentives are out there. And if you're purchasing a pre-owned vehicle, there's a lot of resources out there as well to know exactly what you should be paying for on that new vehicle. And when, and when talking to my friends and family, I, I kind of break it down to three key points in when you're purchasing a vehicle, especially when you're in the beginning phases of looking. And those points are just like Kevin was saying, how much is my trade worth? How much do I owe on that trade? Would go with that. Uh, so you know kind of what you're going into. Do you have negative equity? Do you have positive equity? Are you going to break even? Uh, the second thing would be the price of the car. That's going to be those two top things that you want to have before you really go in just to get a good idea of where you're going to be looking. And then the third thing would become the finance. And those are the three major key points that I tell all my family and friends. If you're going to go in and buy a car, you need to look at all three of these things and make sure you know exactly what you're looking for. So like Christina mentioned before, there's a lot of work that goes into producing each episode of the podcast. And one of those steps is actually creating what we call show notes for each episode. And really, they're just sort of an outline of the segments and questions to help the host and the guests stay on track. But we do sometimes include short answers to the questions to help prompt the guests in case they blank during the show like I definitely would. <laughs> uh, but I remember Kevin coming in with the show notes printed out and he had them all marked up. I started to sweat. I got so nervous that he was just going to throw out everything and be like, this is all crap. Like, um, but really, he he just had a couple tweaks to and some of Christina them. And Christina quickly pointed at Lauren and we were like, we don't write that shit. Yeah, she, she wrote it. It was her. her. He was like, where did you find this information? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Obviously, we aren't the experts, so I wasn't offended. I just made me appreciate, as Christina likes to say, what smart friends we have to bring onto the show. And kind of going back to the last clip we played, I think it's such a good point to be prepared when going into the process of making one of those large purchases. Um, and, you know, really for the big life moments, like buying a car or a home, it's something I talk to college students about a lot uh, because there are some pretty simple steps that they can take before graduation to help them reduce the amount of student loans they have um, or prevent them from having to take them out at all. Of course, the first thing I'd suggest is choosing loans that will allow you to start paying interest while you're still in school. Not every lender does it, but it's a good way to reduce your debt. Also, if you can stick to federal loans, they tend to have a lower interest rate than private loans. I also suggest applying for scholarships while you're in school as well. It never hurts to apply. Um, one little pro tip, if you see that a scholarship deadline has been extended, a lot of times that means that not that many people applied for it. Um, so I was able to get a couple of scholarships that way. Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to put in the work to maybe write the short essay or something like that. But sometimes that little bit of extra time can go a long way 
um, toward just a little bit of extra money toward that tuition and other school-related expenses. You know, our audience doesn't know this, sneak peek here, but we actually recorded an episode on high school financial topics with both Valerie and Rich, which we ended up not publishing. Um, Valerie and Rich did a great job, but we realized it was a lot harder to relate to such a young audience. <laughs> it was really hard. Like, I remember looking at Christina and being like, yeah, jobs in high school. <laughs> Yeah, like I feel like a lot of us have tried so hard to put high school out of our minds. <laughs> in the very back recesses. Yeah. The high yeah. school one was really hard. And mm -hmm. and it was hard. It was we had like Rich and Valerie had great chemistry. You guys were mm -hmm. great, but it was a struggle. So I'm glad. But for next season, we're actually gonna take that and and do it in a different perspective. So I think that what we used will be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, we want to definitely re-record that episode, but focus on giving the parents tips for teaching their children about financial responsibility through all stages of, you know, raising children. Well, and from the college episode, we did also learn that Valerie and I had an appropriate amount of fun in college, right, Valerie? That is exactly <laughs> right, Christina. An and appropriate Valerie, amount. And Valerie's parents, we had Valerie had an appropriate amount of fun. <laughs> that is correct. I feel like it would have been probably good to have you guys giving me advice through college. Although I probably would not have listened to you and been like, whatever. Like, oh, that's totally will. You would have flipped your long red hair and been like, oh, whatever. <laughs> So to take the conversation to the other end of the age spectrum, I'm glad we finally were able to publish the retirement strategies for people over the age of 40, because I think it's a really critical time to kind of take inventory on where you are with your savings and your investments and adjust as needed because things are really changing quickly. I actually did do that. Really? Recently. Yeah, I sat down on a weekend when we were kind of stuck in the house and I put all of our expenses, all of our debts, all of our assets, all of our, you know, everything. I put Will it gets an there. A plus. Oh <laughs> man. I get another one, second yes. one of the season. Mm. Christina hasn't had, had any. I, hey, John gave me a, an A plus in the car buying one. What kind of honorary? Oh my God. But Will, you know what I did? I refinanced my house and then I'm doing oh, an extra again. payment every year. <laughs> Have I, I not told you that? I feel like I can recite that. <laughs> no, I just do it to like We make a 13th gloat. payment every year. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, you get an A plus retiring. for that. Thank you, you. Do, you do. You do. I don't know I if do. you're authorized, Valerie, to, Valerie to oh. A plus it. <laughs> I am the college expert, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I got an A plus. Well, I think that job, John and Rob also get an A+. Plus, so They were so good. Let's hear what they have to say about retirement strategies over 40. So many different ways that you could start putting money away. The first, obviously, would be having enough in savings to cover emergencies. Once that's covered from there, however you want to invest going forward, the, the, the more you can afford, the better. So from a professional standpoint, what is the recommended amount that you should have in your um, emergency savings? Uh, in your emergency savings, you want to look at having about five months worth of expenses. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, typically in the financial planning world, we talk anywhere between three and six. Most people can remember five. So uh, if you, you kind of take what your what your monthly need is and multiply that times five, that's a good amount to have liquid before you really you know start to do other types of investing. Now, you get into it a little bit differently when you're talking about a 401k uh, because there's a match involved. Uh, and so you really want to try to do everything you can to take advantage of that. You know, if your employer offers a match, 
that's like it's a free return on your money. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, if you're putting in a dollar, your employer is matching you a dollar, you've already guaranteed yourself a hundred percent rate of return right there. That was one thing my dad told me. My dad, unlike your parental units, John, my dad was immediately when you get a big girl job, you are immediately mm -hmm. investing as much at least what the employer matches. Right. Now I started employment right before the bubble hit, like right before the in, like right before that. So it hit and then all my employer, and my husband's employer took that match away. Mm -hmm. So we at least got to match for a little bit there. But yeah, I think that's great advice. Just free money, right? It's it is free money. I mean, and it's it's like I said, if you think about it in return on investment, that's an easy way to get a return on your investment at that point. Yeah, that's definitely the minimum. I mean, if they had matched five and they're only going to give you five, if you put five in yourself, you need to put five in to get that free money. Yeah. And, and when you talk before will about you know kind of the rule of thumb you know it's again in the, in the planning world if you can get 10 percent of your income into something on an annual basis however you get there whether it's you put in five your employer puts in five yeah, that sets you up for a very successful path you know going forward like i said on this episode i kind of outed myself i'm getting I'm, I'm getting close to knocking on that 40 door <laughs> But I really enjoyed it, and I think I'm so glad that we held it until further down because the stock market has recovered a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, and it had such great information. And a fun tidbit was that we learned that John cut his own hair. I was <laughs> waiting for this episode to come out just for that one bombshell. <laughs> like it felt like a real pivot in the season yes. when we all learned that. Because I said it thinking like, who cuts their who own does hair? That? Especially like. He had such a nice haircut. Yes, I would never he did. Guessed. It looked really mm -hmm. great. Yeah. What I have learned through this pandemic, though, is that people can cut their own hair. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't always. <laughs> <laughs> but some people do a decent job. Like some people, I'm like, wow, I would never be able to pull that, that off. No. No, John did a great job. Yeah. And we learned that John, and I think in this episode, we talked a lot about food, mm -hmm. about like making a cake and an escalator, about doing doing a yo-yo on an esca on an up escalator. I felt had, really like, dumb at that moment because it took me a second to picture the escalator and the yo-yo. And I was like, wait, oh, now I get it. Okay, I get it. I get it. If we were doing superlatives, Rob and John would get the analogy superlative. Don't you guys yes. agree? Yes. yes. They had the best analogies. Animals, cake. I was thing. so hungry listening to this episode. <laughs> Rob and John were really fun guys to have as guests. And I did pull a lot of funny quotes from this episode. So I'll share that in our next segment called Who Said That After Our Quick Break. This podcast is brought to you by Addition Financial, a member-owned, not-for-profit financial cooperative. Count them into your financial journey by exploring their educational content, membership, and everything they have to offer at additionfi.com federally insured by NCUA and an equal housing lender. Okay, welcome back. Um, this is our segment that we're going to be calling Who Said That? Uh, the rules are simple. I'll read aloud a quote from one of our past episodes and our host, Christina and Will, will have to guess who said it. Uh, Valerie, you'll be the friend they can phone if they get stuck. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Okay, wait, question. Of oh, no. I have a question. Like, <laughs> or is it a race to be like, Christina? Or like, are you going to say like, Chris, like how I need more, mm. I, I need more guidance. I need more guidance. She wants a buzzer oh, so she can goodness. buzz in. <gasps> Seriously. That'd be so much fun. 
you know, I thought this would be more of like you guys, you know, kind of coming together and figuring oh, out together no. who it would be. Not a competition. Oh, no, what? I'm totally going to beat Will. This is a competition. Sure. Okay, then I guess it is <laughs> okay. whoever calls so it out. So it's our name? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, get, I got this. I'm ready. Okay. So to kick it off, I'm going to run down a list of our guests from season one, just to, so you guys can keep them straight in your mind. Okay. We had John and Rob from Kuna Brokerage Services in our retirement and investment episodes. We had three of those. Um, Brian and Kevin taught us how to pre prevent ID theft and fraud. Hillary was our licensed mental health counselor. We had a second John, Eduardo and Paul from our PPP loan episode. And we had Kathy and Eric. They starred in our home buying episode. A different Kevin and a third John <laughs> gave us car buying tips. And of course, we can't forget about Valerie and Rich that helped our college students learn some financial basics. Okay, so we might have to do like John 1, John 2, and John 3, but other than that, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Be like PPP John, yeah. car buying John, <laughs> retirement IT John. John. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so are you guys ready for quote number one? I'm right. ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm more of a fixer-upper girl. I have to move to Waco so they can redo some fixer-upper for oh, me. Well. Christina, dang it. Uh, I think that Kathy. was well. That was yeah, Kathy. Was Kathy. Kathy. Yeah, good job. Because then we talked about the property brothers. <laughs> yeah. And um, what our listeners don't know is after we recorded that episode, Eric totally like pulled the veil from yes, our eyes. He did. And he yes. broke down how House Hunters works, which I kind of already knew, but I didn't know it to that extent. He was he on really, House Hunters. He was on House Hunter. He was on House Hunters. <laughs> It was so interesting because he told us about how the 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 people on House Hunters have actually bought the house. You're that spoiling it for our listeners. No, it's okay. They need to know. They need to know the truth. The, the truth and will be revealed. The truth, and he also. My, I just did you a favor. My favorite thing is he told them to be like a little dramatic about mm -hmm. the house like what do you you need to pick a house you need to pick one he's like i don't do that that's not how i <laughs> yeah, work that's not me he's so nice i can't imagine so him kind being like, and yeah like no can you believe that that doesn't have granite countertops like that would never be eric like mm -hmm. ever he's i so love nice. when they like nitpick about like they're like that outlet is too close <laughs> yeah. to the door there's the paint. you can't have this house the paint the kills paint. me every time i'm I like know. you can repaint you can that's paint. not a problem that's the easiest <laughs> yeah. thing ever Okay, quote number right, two. I'm going to get this one. Just one to remind everyone, Will's winning. Will. Yes. Ugh. All right, I'm going to get this one. <laughs> okay. First off, don't inject yourself with disinfectant or cleaner. <gasps> Christina! That was Brian. Yes, yes, that was Brian. We had to re-record <laughs> that one because Brian said it, and then somebody, like, uh, I don't remember what it was, and we mm -hmm. had to stop down, and Brian was like, Oh, is I won't include that. Is that yeah. okay for me to say? Because it was very political. Topical topic. at the point. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're like, no, Brian, that was so hilarious. Funny. Yeah. We made him retell the joke. We did. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had to pretend we hadn't heard the yeah. joke before. Like, oh, Christina's yeah. laugh after that. Your laugh was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Did you hear that? She said my laugh was pretty she good. She said you okay. had a good A fake plus laugh. for laughing. Yay. Oh, she's so generous. You, she she's doing out of spite now. I know. I know. It's a pity A plus. It's okay. I'll take it. All right. We're tied. Tied. We're tied. 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 Okay. So this is going to be an easy one. We might have to find a friend this time. We got. We have to include Valerie. Okay. <laughs> uh, if my parents are listening to this, I had a very appropriate amount of fun <laughs> in college. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I'm going to phone a friend. I think this was Valerie. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, appropriate amount of fun. No, you guys stole that from me before I could include it here. <laughs> Valerie didn't go to the night library bar. She went actually to the library. I just I really see. like books, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the Dewey Decimal System. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> okay, now we all got a point. Woohoo. All right. Okay, number four. I've been working since I was seven years old. My paper route. From there, I went to work at the dairy farm from 10 to 13. Ding, 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 ding. From there, I went to the apple orchards. I mean, we could go on and on, right? It was John. That was John. It was, it was, John? Wa- it was John. Oh, I would have said Rob. Yeah, I remember. I, I just remember thinking in my head, like, up, uphill both ways in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, you guys all were right. like, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen in Florida. <laughs> He's a very impressive person. He cuts he his own hair. hair. He's been working since. Yeah, like it's crazy. He's well-rounded. <laughs> Jack of all trades. Yes, yes, he certainly is. Yeah. Okay. So we have Will pulling away from the pack here. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Right. Another A plus coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Quote number five. I'm a racehorse. Yes. I'm a majestic racehorse, not a flightless bird. That's me. That's all me. That I said that because that is true. I am a majestic racehorse. <laughs> oh my goodness, Christina! When I was listening back to these episodes, that <laughs> killed me. I can't believe. You, oh my goodness! <laughs> but yes, that was you in the retirement episode yeah. when you're talking about putting the blinders on and not, you know, looking. So yeah, I'll let you have that point. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Since you're it's right. your quote. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, quote number six: The new car smell is just amazing. Uh, ding, ding, ding. I think that was Christina too, wasn't it? No, I think it was you. I don't know, Val, who do you ding. think it was? I think that it was wasn't Will. me. No. <laughs> I don't think I said that it. That was we. Was it Kevin? Know. It was Kevin. It was actually John. I know. This oh. was a hard oh. one. This was a Sorry, hard one. Sorry, other John. Sorry, John. Yeah. So you guys, they were talking about the shiny new toys on the lot and everything and how. I mean, I do love the new car smell. smell. I have yes. smelled it in a very long time. <laughs> yes, ditto. <laughs> that was a hard one. That was a that hard was one. a hard one. If you don't know the answer, I think John is now going to be a safe <laughs> bet. That would have been, yeah, the, yeah. she's right. The that's odds would have been for us. I mean, I did say Kevin and that's one, you know. One example. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see if you get this one. If I'm going to be dealing with the federal government in any way, I would rather be getting them to forgive my loan than them telling me that I used my money for an illegal purpose. I would rather have to repay my money at a low interest rate than get in trouble with the feds. Ooh, well, that's ding, ding, ding. That's a PPP episode. So that'll narrow it down to three. So it's either (laughs) Paul, Eddie, or John. And I'm thinking that may have been Eddie. I think that was, I think that was Eddie. Okay, we're thinking Eddie. See, look, we're Final answer. together now. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Good job. See, you just took Do harder you know, questions. The dream work. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was Eddie, the lawyer, you know, Yay. concerned with getting in trouble with the federal government. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> Good job. Okay, quote number eight. I can't hang, hang a picture, honestly. <gasps> oh. oh, Val. I think Valerie's I- got this one. Okay, Valerie, go ahead. What do you think? I think it's Eric. Mm-hmm. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Because I, I only remember Kathy saying like that she could hang it and then she yes. started naming all the tools and equipment she has. And I was yes. like, wow, I don't even have that. Any of that. No, no yeah. but you can hang a ceiling fan. You did say I can hang that. a ceiling fan. And a dimmer switch or something. Yes, I've done a dimmer mm-hmm. switch and I've done, I've, I've hung a TV. It's good. Yeah, it's probably the most infuriating, <laughs> aggravating experience of my entire life, but I did do it. Good for you. Yeah. I just had my dad come in and hang a fan because I can't do it. So, but hanging I can. The fan was but, actually really tricky. It was very like scary too because there's all these wires. They're different colors like, gonna, and you have yeah. to line them up and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But fun. I can build me some IKEA furniture. I love it. I live for it. I can build some IKEA. That's furniture. actually pretty hard because they don't I have words. It. It's all pictures and everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number nine. Well, where do we stand with? Points? I don't know. I think we're all. You're all pretty tied. I, I would yeah. think. 
I think Christina might be winning. <gasps> oh, I'll admit that. I think. Oh she might no. Be <laughs> okay, number nine. It's funny you talked about polio before. You know, the polio vaccine was discovered at my alma mater, Pitt. And they've come out retentively with a COVID-19 vaccine as well. That was Rob. It was Rob. Oh, good job. Yay. Good job, Will. I brought up the polio vaccine, which is a great fun dinner time topic. Yes. (laughs) I was like, why? I had read something about it. I don't know. There's some ladies living in New York living through. Yeah. 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 There was this article I had read about these um, women who lived through the Spanish flu and the depression. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, number 10. Google never believes who I am. Oh, ding, ding, ding. I think that was me. Yes. yes wait, why would never- Google? Wait, what? Have you never? Do you have, do you have like a Gmail or like a Google account? I, ha- I remember I have a Hotmail account. <laughs> like all the cool That's kids. No. So just kidding. No offense, people have Hotmail. None whatsoever. Um, no, so Google is like notorious for like, is this really you? Even though you've mm-hmm. logged into your computer Times. Same Wi-Fi, same network, the whole thing, <laughs> and then it, it it's like doesn't believe you. I think mm-hmm. Kevin and Brian would be very happy that Google is saying that because of all the well, and they keep asking me like, sure. do you want even more enhanced security? And they want like other like they want me to have like backup contacts and like all <laughs> these people, and I'm like, I'm good. Oh. Hotmail doesn't ask for that. No, not as secure oh. as <laughs> not as secure as my Gmail. I guess not. My free Gmail. Okay, so I have two more for you guys. Let's all see right. if you can. Finish it out strong. I'd say that's pretty accurate. A plus. Ding, ding, ding. It was John. To, and he was telling. He was telling me. <gasps> I got the A plus. Yes. Oh, that was when I you got your A plus. I know. I'm sorry. That's sorry. Right. Yeah. You know, oh, no now matter we what. Know who her favorite is. No matter if you get an A plus. If you get an A plus. <laughs> I got the first one. So. For, for knowing what gap coverage is yes. of all right. things. That was very impressive. I was Thank very you. impressed that you knew what gap was. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll end it out with number 12. I peaked in college. Oh, Valerie, you know this one. <laughs> it was rich. It was rich. <laughs> rich who goes to a, who, who graduated from a college that doesn't exist anymore. So that where was- he peaked does not exist anymore. That's that's a little depressing. Rich, if you're listening to this, I think you're doing great. great. Yes, Aww, yes. That's so sweet. He is doing great. <laughs> Good. That was Keep fun. going, that was Rich. Fun. Thank I, you. I have you haven't peaked yet. It's okay. <laughs> I do have some honorable mentions. If Ooh. if you want me, to just run through. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so Ooh, this was fire. Wait, just like our. Oh Sunday. yes, it's a quick fire. Good okay. job, Hillary. Right, I didn't think it. of that. Okay, hey, somebody plus. bougie stole it. That was Will. That was Will. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. a new word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had them in order of who said them, so I can't say all of Will's at once. If you guys are guessing. Um, I have to admit to my husband I was wrong. I'm really unhappy about that. Oh, that was me. I was not happy about admitting that my <laughs> that husband is, that was is right. Very you. Yeah. Right now, you just got to keep your head on a swivel because it's coming from every direction you can think of. <laughs> that, was, that was Brian. That was Brian. He scared me. I was like, it's "What horrifying. else is coming at us?" He was talking about all this like fraud, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like we're totally like, "Oh yeah, that was Brian." <laughs> I just can't imagine P. Diddy, P. Diddy being that soothing to me. That was me. Yeah. Was but me. Valerie thought he was super He's soothing. incredibly soothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I got a lot of free shirts and credit card debt while I was in school. That sounds like either you or Rich. I, I didn't get that because I didn't get they, they stopped giving away T-shirts when. Uh, like, oh, oh, you're way too young. <laughs> young sir. Like, oh, well, no, that. like they were like, all about, like they had to like pull back on their strategies of getting us to get a credit card. They had to be like a little uh, more sly about it. Yeah, like, but I'm gonna yeah. say rich. That was rich. Yay! Yeah. Okay, one more. If I were you guys, I'd give her an A plus before this ends. Uh, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Knowing Christina's need for attention. And we also I'm want... sorry, not attention, but validation. 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 Yes, yes. I don't need attention. I need validation. I also I found attention. out <laughs> that I am a Hufflepuff. Yes. We talked about that. Yes, you're a Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what else? I, I thought we learned about something else. I can't. Oh, about our our um, fascination with eye cream and skin yes, cream. skincare. I know. Yeah. I can't skincare. believe I didn't pull a skincare quote. I'm surprised. Yeah. And about Target and Target, the Walgreens thing. I'm sorry, Christine. That gets me every time. Walgreens and that Target. You're addicted to shopping at Walgreens. Yeah. Maybe for season two, we should do a clip where I can showcase. Some skincare for people. Ooh. Oh, maybe yeah. We could yeah. do it in different budget ranges so that it ties back to financial topics. <laughs> <laughs> budget friendly skincare. Yeah. Well, guys, that was so much fun, and I learned that I really remembered a lot of what like you did. You did. Yeah. So proud. We all did so well, Lauren. That was so much fun. <laughs> well, thank I'm glad you, you had for fun. that. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and I can't wait to bring even more information and more fun stuff in season two, which hopefully will be coming out really soon. We're already planning for it. So I hope you guys all will stick around until then. It really has been so fun. If you would like to receive notifications on when season two goes live, you can subscribe to Making It Count at additionfi forward slash making it count, which we've linked in our show notes. I know I was about to say, I'm totally hearing Lauren saying it's linked in our show notes. (laughs) Make sure you say that. (laughs) That's right. Uh, We'll also be sending out a short survey to our subscribers to gather your feedback on season one. Um, The survey will ask questions like what topics do you want us to cover in season two? Which segments were your favorite? So we really just want your voice to be heard. What did you like? What can we do to make this podcast that you guys want to listen to? for even more seasons. (laughs) Hopefully I'll get to be on another episode or two next season and have maybe a little more appropriate fun with you guys. Absolutely. (laughs) Appropriate amount of fun. (laughs) And of course, we want to thank all of our listeners, all of our previous guests, all the Johns and Kevins, (laughs) Valerie, Hillary, um, Rob. Kathy, Eric. Kathy, Eric. Brian. Brian. Um, <laughs> we should have written them out. <laughs> Everyone, it was so much fun having everybody um, join us and add all of their fun. And we really do have some fun friends, like super smart, super fun friends. And we're so glad that you guys were a part of it and helped with all of that. We also have a lot of, sh- like, you know how like in a podcast at the very end, there's credits and you hear about, <laughs> How much? How many people this took? This podcast that sounds so easy to do took. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm doing it right now. So I want to thank everybody from the Greenhouse Agency, including the copywriter extraordinaire Amy Parrott, who does all of our show notes, or the digital marketing manager Allie Robinson, who did all of the post production. She actually killed it with the PPP loan while Lauren was gallivanting in her <laughs> her vacation. vacation. How dare you? I know, right? How dare I take time off? Allie was like awesome. She was emailing me back and forth. So thank you so much, Allie. Um, of course, the CEO of the Greenhouse Agency, Caleb Edwards, who actually came up with the idea for our name, Making It Count. So mad props to him. 
And um, of course, our executive producer extraordinaire, <laughs> Lauren, you are awesome. None of this can happen without you. And I, Will and I cannot thank you enough. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Seriously, guys. It was so you. much fun. I love doing it. We also wanted to thank the team that edits and distributes our podcast at Studio 17. Fuego and his entire team, we really appreciate all the hard work you guys do for us. Absolutely. And a little another shout out to Justin Buys, who is Lauren's husband, who's the <laughs> one who puts everything on our blogs and everything on the website and everything. So thank you, Justin, for all of your help doing that. We really appreciate it. And of course, thank you to our sponsor, Addition Financial, for their many con contributions and continual support. Thank you guys as the host. You guys do such a great job. You make my job easy. Christina, you really I'm do. I'm giving you a literal <laughs> A plus. Oh, <laughs> Will, thank Finally. you. Finally. It's that not was... honorary. It's real. Oh, thanks, Will. <laughs> I appreciate it. Guys, this is it. This is the last time for season one we get to say it. So look, can we say it together? Yes. All right, ready? And I hope you guys are making, making it count. count. And that's a wrap on this episode of Making It Count. Thanks so much for joining us today. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You can also subscribe or follow to stay up to date on our latest episodes. In the meantime, send us your questions and share your success stories by emailing us at podcast at And whatever you do, make, make it count. It count.